Hi and welcome to this week's episode of From the Shed. I'm Pete George, the host, and today we're going to go through some of the scores. One of the big ones overnight was the wonderful Damon Hedder heating it up over in Europe and winning his first tournament over there. And it is a points tournament, so it's great for Damon. We're going to start looking at the AFL because it's coming in the finals. NRLs can't do the same thing. Uh, Cameron Percy, the poor bugger, shat himself in the last round of the Safeway Open in America. He shot a four, four over. He was at five over at one stage, but we'll have a look through some of the, the golf scores as well. But... The only way we can do this is with great sponsors, and here's a message from one of our sponsors, Bullseye Darts. Bullseye Darts and Q-Sport are Queensland's leading darts and Q-Sport store, located at Shop 536 Computer Road in Yatla, between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. You can get friendly and knowledgeable advice from Luke and Denise. The store is open Tuesday to Saturday from 10 till 4 they also have an extensive online store that offers a comprehensive range of darts and Q-sports gear. And there is free shipping on all orders over $30 Australia-wide. Their product range is vast and has all the leading brands, as well as some of the brands you may not know yet, but can try in store. Have any questions? Feel free to call Luke and Denise on 1300 557 767 or visit their online store at bullseyedarts.com.au. Just like to thank Luke and Denise and any sponsors. There's always spots available and give us a shout out if you want to be uh, part of the show and just email pete at petergeorge.com.au. And today on the results show, we have the big fella himself. Dwayne the D-Train Clark. Welcome, Dwayne. Good afternoon, Pete. Thanks for having me along. Pleasure, mate. And uh, Dwayne is uh, new to the team. You probably heard Smack. And Dwayne is a sports freak like the, uh, the the two of us. He's an also a great administrator. And his knowledge is second to none with NRL, AFL, darts and supercars. And it just keeps on going on. But today... We start off with the AFL and um, uh, St Kilda went down to the Eagles in the first game of round 17, 65 to 50. Uh, the Tigers got over, yeah, you can be excited, you can be excited, got over the Cats 57 to 31 and the Cats struggle in September and they've done it again. Uh, North Melbourne, they're... Basically now the official embarrassment club of the um, – what do you think of that one? Spot on. <laughs> Spot on. Uh, you know, like I, I, I uh, listened to an interview with uh, Heath Shaw and he was saying that he's not sure why they're doing what they're doing. Well, you're the coach, mate. Tell them. <laughs> That's what I think. Um, the other basket case is Essendon. They're in all sorts of trouble. Uh, Port Adelaide give him a serious touch-up, 79-29. Uh, close game of the, the round was Melbourne and GWS, Melbourne 79, GWS 74. Yeah, great game. Great game, but I thought I thought in that one that uh, Melbourne should have given them a serious touch-up, but they let them, let them back in a couple of times. Agreed. Um, the biggest disappointment for me this round... Carlton. Carlton. Just when, a big sigh, yeah, big sigh. You know, you've, you've worked so hard all year... And you've got this one game, and, and for everything to play for, Pete. Yeah, everything, everything. Your chance to make the eight. How long's it been since Carlton's been in the eight? I don't know. There's a and they of... rock up and offer that. Yeah, it was. It was only one quarter that buggered them. Yeah, and that was the first quarter. Too late by then. Yeah, Adelaide seventy-two, Carlton fifty-six. And well done for Adelaide. They, they've come off the canvas. Yeah, yeah scaring me. There's firing me. There's something, something there about them. Just don't play like that next week, all right, Adelaide. <laughs> And then we've got the Western Bulldogs beat Hawthorne, 76-40. Um, that's my team, the Hawks, and we are just running around a paddock like chooks without a head. This, the first time I can honestly say since, well, I think it's 14 years since Alistair Clarkson's been at the helm, mm. that that was a team on the weekend with no direction. 
Bergwijn signed for the 20th season, but that's yeah. that's a positive. That's a positive. Take a positive out of something. Uh, Strats and Poppy uh, retire at the end of this season, yeah. so there's a couple of – Who have they got next week? Are they going to go out on a win? Uh, next week we've got the Suns. And, and I, it's at Adelaide Oval too, so it's a neutral ground, but they play pretty well over at Adelaide Oval, even though they got done by the doggies. And then Lions give the Swans a touch up, seventy three forty one. And Swans gave it a bit, gave it a yeah, shine. And tried to compete. The, shin, uh, the 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 bloods, you know, spirits still there with them, but personnel they they shot. I reckon. Then. Yeah, agree. And then tonight, um, the Suns play Collingwood. I th- I, I know the Suns there at four dollars fifty, and Collingwood a dollar twenty. Collingwood have got. Um, I'm pretty sure if I have a look, if we bring it up. And the lineups. So Collingwood have got the goey uh, Adam Trelaw and Travis Varco back in. Now Travis Varco will give him a fair bit of run um, out of defence, but I think the goey if they keep him quiet, and I've always said this when the goey plays, if you keep the goey quiet, you're halfway there. To, to, to win him when he's in. Playing for the eight, mate. Save your four bucks fifty. Oh no. Save your four bucks fifty. <laughs> two two horse race, four dollars <laughs> fifty, you take it. Uh, that was like the other day. Someone was a hundred to one in a two horse race and I thought no oh, the Broncos were. And that's another story <laughs> though. Um I think we we'll have a bit of a look at because um at the Carlton Adelaide game, because this is the one that was a shock. You know, yeah. you got you got Adelaide and good luck to Congratulations to them. They've they've won three in a row now. But Carlton, you had an opportunity, and I don't know um, if they were scared of the opportunity. Haven't been there for a very long time. They haven't got terribly many players that know how to go to that next level. How, how to get up for a match like, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that so, makes sense. So you sort of they're struggling a bit, you know, like. Um, it would have been interesting if uh, there was a couple of set shots by Cripps that he missed, mm. snagged a really good one. And if you have a close look at it, he throws the ball around his back and balks about four people and then snags one on the run. But they're the sort of things that they've got to do and their kicking uh, was was pretty uh, ordinary. They've kicked eight points but in Adelaide 12, but that most of that Adelaide score was in the in the first quarter. <laughs> they, so they just turned up, Adelaide. Yeah, they just came out of the blocks pretty well. And when you have a look at the stats, and you do not see Patrick Cripps anywhere, anywhere leading in the stats, that's telling. So to me, it was the Crows said, "Okay, we'll shut out Cripps, we'll shut out a bit of their run," and then um, it was all over Red Rover for him. So it was. Um, yeah, they, they got smashed yeah, early. They got and smashed and everything, disposals, everything. Yeah. And then when you have a look at the players, that's um, – What was the inside 50s, Pete? Inside 50s. No idea. I don't put that one up. Uh, don't they? Oh, they do, but I don't put it up on, on here. Okay. But the one that – the disposals. Yep. Um, Matt Crouch, Bryce Gibbs, yeah. Rory Laird. Lockie Shoal, and then the, the first cart was Sam Walsh. And you can't rely on a young player like that to be pulling you through on a big one. And if you if you go right down to Patrick Cripps, he's had 16 disposals for the match. Not enough. Not enough. And he – I think it's next year he's out of contract. Is he? Yeah. And if I was Patrick Cripps, I'd be putting my hand up and saying, on exercise and everything I've got and – I'm going to find a club that's going to win me a flag because that young fella deserves one. He does. Yeah, he's he's really good. So, the what we'll do now is once my computer speeds up and gets us back to where we want to, we're going to go to round eighteen and give it a, a quick preview because there's going to be a few nervous people out there. So we've got Eagles. Starting with me. Yeah, we've got Eagles and North Melbourne. What I'll do is we'll go into the ladder and I'll bring up the predictor because this is where it's all happening. So 
This week's games, North uh, North and West Coast Eagles, that's at Metricon Stadium. And How much start can I get for North? A hundred? <laughs> yeah, geez. They're, they're in all sorts of trouble and that's got to be a big win. The next game, St Kilda, GWS. Now, that's at the Gabba. I've got to go St Kilda because I think GWS are gun shy and they're running out of personnel. When you drop your captain because your captain's out of form, uh, it's not looking good for your club at this time of the year. You're all over it. Spot on. Yeah. And then the next game is uh, Melbourne and Essendon. Melbourne have got too much to play for. They've got enough gun players to get over Essendon and, and, and they'll they'll do that comfortably. And then this is the game. I think it's going to be one of two ways. Richmond are going to come out and show the rest of the competition what Richmond's about and smack them and that's Adelaide. Or Adelaide are going to put the pressure on them like they did in the first half of yesterday's game and push them. They'll push for two quarters. You think? Wait, what's the third quarter? Yeah, well, funnily enough, before um, the turnaround, what I call is the turnaround of Richmond, Richmond's third quarters were disgraceful. Yep. Absolutely disgraceful. Yep. Now the problem is their first quarter. Yes. So, you know, they can run teams down, but their first quarter is disgraceful instead of their third. Their thirds are picking up. Then you've got the Lions and um, Carlton. Carlton blew that, so the Lions will, will do well yep. there. Uh, then you've got a, a game that's of no significance, which is the Suns and Hawthorne. Suns should win that. and uh, They're going to end up pretty close to their highest Finish. position yeah. on the ladder, which is good. Great work, Suns. Yep. And well done to Stewie Jew. If you've got any free tickets for next season, let us know at fromtheshed.com.au and we'll be there with bells on. Um, and then we've got the Cats and Sydney. Um, that'll be a Cats win. Sydney, uh, too many injuries now. And then the Doggies against the Dockers. Now, you were saying earlier when we were having a chat before coming onto the show that you think that the Dockers might be a chancy. I think the Dockers are a big show, big show. It's up north, isn't it? Yep, up at Gazales. I think they, they played a good game last week. Yeah. I think the Dockers, you know, they won't they won't die trying. No, and um, at, at, a, at this time of year, like in, in any sport, if you can't make the eight, you, you, you either want to – back in the old day, you could hurt a few blokes that were Absolutely. playing in the finals and say, so sort this one out. But, um, yeah, I just think that they got to throw everything at the, the dogs, but I think – uh, Bont and Pelly's starting to touch the ball pretty well. Caleb Daniels played well the other week. He's starting to find his form again. Well, what odds are Dockers at at the moment? Uh, that's for the flag. I think they're about three dollars. Oh okay. no, there we go. Two seventy-two. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's in a in a two-horse race. Yeah, good good value. Anything above two dollars <laughs> in a two-horse race, and you're home and home and host. And then the last game is Port Adelaide and Collingwood. Port Adelaide. We'll win that at the Gabba and that will put Collingwood out of the final. So, Martin Stillman, if you're listening to this, you can start crying already. So I disagree. You reckon? I, I, think, I think Collingwood will sneak in in probably the eighth position. Okay. So to do that, they have to win tonight yeah. or win next week. Yeah. Now, if they win next week and I've done my tips right, that will then put – if we have a look, the Lions on top. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Wow, that changes Ooh. things, doesn't it? Yeah. So, and then that swings the the whole. I, th- I think the Pies will win tonight. I think that's where, where they'll kick it. Yeah. So they, they, they need to win one of the two. Um, and I'd be nervous if I was a Collingwood supporter. So based on what I've done and uh, D-Train's done his – Predictor as well. We've got one different, I think. Yeah, um, Western Bulldogs. Yeah, I've got Port Adelaide to, in the first first week of the finals. I've got Port Adelaide to play Geelong, Eagles to play Melbourne, St Kilda to play the Doggies, and the Lions to play Richmond. But um, I think the D Train's got his um, pies in there. Yeah, yeah. I've got 
Port playing Geelong in the first week, same yeah. as you. Yeah. Uh, Eagles playing the Melbourne, same yeah. as you, the D's. St Kilda to play at the Pies. Yeah, that's the – Yeah, and then Lions to play the Tigers. Yeah. That works out for me. Okay. So we'll see how we go. Feel free to leave comments because um, now we're actually putting the shows up on YouTube as well. Now. Excellent. So you can leave comments, um, get involved, and, yeah, it's all about a bit of fun. Um, when we brought D-Train on, he said, what's the show? What, what's the whole purpose of the show? And it says, well, I just said to him, it's four punters, the people that go through the turnstiles, my people that go through the turnstiles. So it's for you guys to get involved. Um, the ones that are mad that put their money into buying the merch and the dice. You know, you follow your team, you talk about your team, you're at a mate's barbecue and you're telling them that the pies are the best and you actually realise that you're a Tigers yeah. fan. Yeah. So the, the more the show grows, and this is the beauty of what we're trying to achieve with it, the more the show grows that then we can actually do a few, a few live shows where you can um, phone in and do things like that. But at the moment, if you've got any thoughts or you want us to answer any of your questions and that, feel free to jump on Facebook or any of those and pop some questions in there. We'll definitely answer them. Now, we've done it as simple as we can. If you want to go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and follow us, it's all the one um, uh, handle. So it's from the shed AUS and that'll get us – you'll get us across um, all the platforms or you can send us a message on the website which is fromtheshed.com.au. But what we'll do now, get ready, folks, get your ears ready, get your ears ready because we're going to go and do a little bit of a split between the... So as I said earlier, Australia's Damon Hedder um, has won his first competition over in Europe and it is... To, to give you some idea, if you don't follow um, darts at all, these guys are playing for, I think this one's around about thirty-five or £40,000. Nice. For the winner. And when you step up to the World Championships, that's 900000 no, £600,000 to the winner for the, wow. the World Champions. So the heat. They're playing for, for a lot of money. Now, uh, the other Australian that played was Simon Whitlock. Started well too. He he played well. as the, there was. They've come out of the blocks. Now, I know, Simon, you know, if somehow you get to listen to this. I was a little bit nasty to you about your darts and the boards and everything like that, but do give us a call and we'll have you on the show because, mate, you're a good darts player and, you know, you deserve – Everything that you get now, because um, and we're all Australian, mate. We, we support all, our yeah, overseas. You know, you you put on that Aussie shirt. Yeah, we're here behind you. Yeah. So um, he beat um, on the way. Damon had us beaten Joe Cullen in the final. Mm. So that's no slouch. Then he's and he won that eight four. Then he's beaten um, Steve Bunting. Who knocked Simon out. Yep. And he's beaten him 7-3. Hang on, I'll pull up another. another. Uh, so what, Simon, make the semis, quarters? Semis. semis? Yeah. Excellent. Great work, Simon. Yeah, no, he's on these longer for, formats where he's playing, a con, this is just my opinion, um, where he's playing like rapid fire a lot of matches. Yep. He's exceptional. Yeah. Um, that's the why wizard. He, that's why he does, in my opinion, and this is only my opinion, I'm a hum, humble individual, that's why he does so well in the match play. Um, and it's just the length of the matches that he gets himself into a great rhythm. And, um, yeah, he just powers on. Just remember, bud, if you don't agree with Pete's opinion, please send something into Pete where he said to. <laughs> yeah, we love that feedback. Yeah, love the feedback. So this is um, reading backwards from his first round to the final. Damon has beaten Scott Waits, then the world number one, Michael Van Gerwen, then the world match play champion currently, 
Dimitri Vandenberg. Then he's beaten Ross Smith. Then former, I think he's former junior world champion Martin Schindler. Yeah, I think he is. Then he's beaten Steve Bunting, who's on his day is just unbelievably good. Yep. And then Joe Cullen. That's now, a cracker of a night. That's a cracker. Yeah. Considering that the night before he was bundled out and he averaged 106. In, in the first round yeah. against uh, the So he was on. Yeah. It just, yeah. Yeah. And <coughs> as he said in an interview, I just overheard that Damon won uh, the World Series in Brisbane, the Brisbane Masters, and that's an invitational event for, for the players in Australia. And he said, oh, it was good that they came over and I beat them on my ground, but I've beaten them on their turf now. Excellent. And it's a, it's a, a whole different concept for them over there because of the size and everything. I know there's no crowds here, but it's the – as he said, you know, you're playing 128 of the best players in the world in that field. Yep. So it's no different. I suppose the best way to, to describe it is like the PGA Tour. Yeah, where yep. they've got the 154 in the field, yep. the best players, and off they go. This the kilometres that they're putting in to get to where they've got to get to. to yeah. the, the, the whole package is coming together, the mental package, the psychological package. Well done. Great yeah. to see. And then um, Simon Whitlock, he's knocked off Brian Raman, which is okay. He's, he's thereabouts. He, hey, he does well in the, in the second-tier tours. Then he's knocked off Dave Chisnell. Then Steve, Steve Lennon, Lennon, and then Peter the current Wright. world champion, Peter, Peter Wright. And, and belted him. Yeah, 6-1 with 100 average. Um, if you go in and have a look, this – and the boys are uh, – the boys are just starting to, starting to fire. Mm. Maybe they don't like the crowds. Like he's had a 10 data. <laughs> yeah. You know, 10, 12. Somebody yeah. keep the crowds back this weekend from German. Yeah, well, they've got to be there at the um, <laughs> World Series of Darts. Uh, that starts this Friday uh, over there, so Saturday morning here at 4am. And Damon, Simon and the Kiwi, Cody Harris, yeah. are all in that field. Yeah. Um, I'll just quickly go through a piece of paper here. I'll find it fairly quick. Uh, and I'll give you who they're playing in the first round. Uh, Damon's got Ian White. Ian White, Damon. Ian White. Uh, Look out, Ian, I think you're in trouble. Yeah. And the problem is with Ian White is that he gets scared on stage. I hate to say it, but he hasn't won a, a tournament on, on the stage. So... The Aussie's uh, coming from down under. under. And the other one to watch out for is Fallon Sherrick. Now, she's been playing a fair bit and she's been beating the boys on a consistent basis. So I think she's got over that big hurdle of – because this is the beauty of, of darts and you, we're passionate about darts. The three of us smack. He's, he's at work, the poor bugger. Dwayne's just finished work but come down. And I, we, we love our darts and the beauty of it is anyone can play it. There's darts no, in the garage most there, of the time. time. And there's no – no judgment about how tall you are, short you are, fat you are, ugly you are. Like that's why we don't have, you know, we're not streaming anything at the moment. We've got good heads for radio. But it, that's the beauty of darts, you know, and you're seeing um, the likes of Fallon Sherrick now coming through into the men's ranks. And, for instance, at the tour school at the start of the year, Lisa Ashton was the first female to, to get a tour card. Wonderful to see. And it, it's great. Now with the demise of the BDO, that's finally – that's the secondary body. Um, Barry Hearn and the, P, the the team behind the PDC have now got a tournament, I think it's the end of October for the girls, and that's their qualifier for Ali Pally. Excellent. So they'll be up in and able to play for that now – We'll get a little bit more detail of that uh, Wednesday of this week. I'll be um, doing a little bit of a, an interview. It is a female darts player. She is from the UK. But I'll leave it at that. And once we get it all done and dusted, we'll um, let you know a bit more. But, you know, well done, Damon. Well done, Simon. Um, it would have been great to see a Whitlock head of final. Oh, hell yes. But 
there's always tonight. And the funny thing that I always say about sports people, don't make too big of predictions because Peter Wright made a prediction that he was there to win all four, all five days. Wow. And he said that in an interview and Mr Whitlock smacked you in the ass, buddy. So That's none for a two from him, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that's one. No, uh, Peter Wright won the first. Oh, did he? Yeah, he won the first. Not. Yeah, knocked off MVG. So now we go off to uh, have a look at, and this is where Dwayne's strength is more so than mine. Uh, growing up in Victoria, I wasn't a big uh, follower of NRL, but Dwayne's there. So the results from round 18 is the Bunnies uh, beat the Tigers 26-24. What a great game of footy. It's unlucky, but Benji, they came back at them, the old West Tigers. Yep. Playing for not much because they couldn't make the eighth. Um, just, yeah, a bit of a brain explosion. Three minutes to go, Benji put one <laughs> over the dead ball line and that kicked their night out and the Rabbits will be happy. They're on their way. Uncle Wayne's looking after them and yeah. he's getting them primed for a, uh, a semi-final series. Any man that's um, capable of sitting up in a box during a game with a smile on his face, when they – was it the Broncos he did that? Yeah, I think it was. They were 56 yeah. nil up and he's just having a uh, bit Parramatta. of... Parramatta. Parramatta. Yeah, and he's nice. having a bit, bit of a chalkle to himself. Good on you, lad. Then the next game was uh, Sea Eagles 32, Bulldogs 20. Um, sea Eagles would be happy just to, to get a win. To get a win. Save Daisy ripping off a door. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's one ugly man. and <sighs> Got some anger in there. And um, full of full of words too. Yeah. And then the, the for me, you know, being a bit of an outsider of the game, this was a – I thought this game was going to be a lot closer. Uh, Panthers and the Eels, Panthers 20, Eels 2. And to me that doesn't sit too well for the Eels coming into the finals when you're playing against teams that you've got to be playing and you're playing like that. A lot of work. A lot of work? A lot of work. I – I know that there's lots of Eels fans out there and they're so desperate holding on to that. This is their year. They started off well. Um, They've had some injuries. Yeah, give them some credit. They've got some key injuries. Reid Marnie didn't play in this, the hooker. He's been instrumental in a lot of their football this year. Dylan Brown, so maybe they were key losses, but to make up that sort of deficit and get the win over the Panthers... Penny Panthers, you know, it's it's season time. It hasn't been semi-finals. Is the young brigade ready to step up at that level? They've had success at lower levels, at yep. under 20s and all that sort of stuff. Um, New South Wales Cup, a lot of them have played in those sort of finals over the last year. It might be their year. They might be the standout ones. But there, there's one team later on down that they will talk about that is just put the foot on and said, yeah, okay. Mm. I think I know who it might be, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Now, that. that the um, what's the father and son at the Panthers? Ivan and Ivan and Nathan Cleary. Cleary. Now that young fella, he can kick a football. He can, and that's if it comes down to it, that's what I think in the finals. His stability in kicking, like he he doesn't composure, get, such composure, yeah, and he just hits that eighty-five to ninety percent. If, if you watch his games this year, Pete, what he's done is. They've got into certain parts of the match where they've struggled and he's just taken up and gone, I'll take ownership of it. And, and that level of, you know, level-headedness, yep. um, strength, obviously is coming from when he played Origin last year. It was his yep. first Origin series. He'll be the Australian halfback. Okay. There we go. Big statement. If you, if you want to question it, you know where to send messages to us. So the next game was the Raiders and the Dragons, 37-8 to the Raiders. Uh, they just keep on uh, clapping along. Surprise packet in the finals. I just they, they were there last year. Ricky's got them under the radar. Um, they're a good side. Yeah. They're a good side. Okay. They, wait, wait and see what happens in September with them and who they have to play. Yep, okay. And then uh, yeah, the, the, the local derby. Uh, Titans 18, Broncos 6. Well done, Titans. That's three games in a row for the Titans. Yes, it is. Yep. And they're looking good for next year. Building. Building. Um, lucky it didn't record the other day because I put a bit of hard words on Ash and <laughs> said that he was out of out of sorts and he came up and then play, played very well the other night. Still got some errors in him. Yep. Kicked one out in the full, still dropped one. and um, But Titans, unfortunately... <laughs> 
they, they defended really well in the second half. Like, I think Broncos had 65, 67% possession yeah. and still couldn't score, mate. Yeah. Like, to be honest, they lost two, two uh, over the line. I think David Fafita dropped one in the just on half time yeah. and Corey Pace. Drop one, so that could have been eighteen all, but went another way. Can I just throw a quick shout out? I know he's he was the ball boy on Saturday night, <laughs> and he's contracted to the Broncos. Yep. Jordan Ricky, if you're listening, yep. you had a great sense of humour. The, the fact that we put a bit of dirt on you and said, you know, you washing that ball, you'll get a job at Hoppy's Car Wash next week, <laughs> and uh, and then when he come back after we scored that long range try and. You made a few cuss words as you were running along the sideline that we heard, so I just let you know that it could have been worse for you. At least you were only the ball boy and your name wasn't on the team sheet. So <laughs> you gave a smile and you, you were very professional about your work and I hope you're playing this week, brother. Well done, champ. And then <clears throat> I'm not sure if it's this one or the next one you're going to talk high up on, but Roosters 42, Knights 12. And there's your premiers. Yeah. They're going to win three in a row. Well, they just went. Here is the class. This is, but when you when you have no salary cap and every other team has one, there's a bit of a problem. Oh, what a sombrero! <laughs> it's, it's called a sombrero, <laughs> Pete. You got Uncle Nick, yeah, you know, Uncle <laughs> Nick can buy you a car, you a car. Everybody gets a car. Yeah. No, yeah. something's going on, but they got they got the ability to have great players and they yeah. recruit. You know, I had this discussion with Smack the other day on the way home. Yeah. If you had any chance to take like the bench. The bench from the Roosters, Roosters the other night would would be in anybody's starting side. Yeah, I know he's thirty seven, and uh, I watched him play his first 10, 15 minutes the game before Sonny Bill Williams. And he gassed. Yep, and then he came out. I think he's played thirty odd minutes this week. Yeah, they need to put some extra miles in his legs, and he's still he's got that offload. He's still breaking tackles. Like he got out there and then. In the first five minutes, I think he laid four or five tackles yeah. and there was about two or three second efforts yeah. chasing and things like that. He's still a man, man. Mate, you, you've played sport, you know, you, you pull on that jersey, you want to look to somebody in the shed that day yeah. and go, I'm playing with him. Yeah. He's got that ability and that's why they're rising now. They're, they're doing mm-hmm. not just him, like there's somebody like Mitchell yeah. Orbinson. You know, yeah. playing 300. He's going to break the record this week. Yeah. Mitchell Orbison. Mate, that's a throwout to a bloke that is just – people would say, oh, he's an average footballer, but he's not. He, he's one of those footballers that you can put him in the centres, wing. He will do the job no matter where you play him. Yeah. 302 games this week, trying to beat um, Anthony Minicello's record. record, mate. That's yeah. just outstanding. Congratulations. Yeah. Well done. That's the sort of stuff that I look at and go – that's a footballer. Yeah. That's a bloke that pulls on a football jersey. You look in the shed and see him pulling it on after he, like he had a broken arm or something yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Well done. Yeah. But there is one guy, and I can't remember who he plays for, but he runs really quick and he's a front rower. In the Raiders, the one that did 36 k's an hour? 36 kilometres an hour at 100 kilo coming at you. That's mad. Josh Papali, you should be dead set. I don't know. Somebody's got to be talking to you. Yeah. Front rowers clubs should be sacking you. <laughs> Steve Roach would be talking to you and saying, you do not run that fast yeah. ever. What what he did <laughs> was like a number 11 batsman making a ton. Yeah. But he's, we've seen that. Jason yeah, Gillespie did it. And yeah, he made a double ton of bow. Glenn, Glenn McGrath <laughs> made a 50 at one stage, so things are possible. Yeah. And then um, – it got closer than I thought this game. I, I turned it off because I saw the Storm run away at, early on. But Storm 36, Cowboys 20. Um, the only good thing about that is that the Cowboys stay above the Broncos on the line. I got one comment on this. Yeah. The Moose, Josh Maguire, yeah. you are a goose. <laughs> you just scored the first try yeah. and then you're in possession and you get 10 in the bin for whatever you said. Yeah. Dead set. You know what? You shouldn't ever wear the 13. You should be an 8 or a 10 because you're as dumb as one of our blockheads that should be up there. You've yeah. been running into too many brick walls, son. Yeah, no, that's just... And this is my opinion. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fairly valid one too. These, these guys that back chat the refs and everything, it happened, oh, I can't remember what game, uh, on the weekend and they ended up with two 50s. Oh, really? Yeah, because they just didn't stop. <sighs> Why? So, Oh, Never going to win. Back in the day, you could say that they were, you know, not the sharpest tacks in the play, in the box playing footy, but now they're educated and they still don't learn. Then the last game, 22 to the Sharks, 14 to the Warriors. 
disappointing for the Warriors because that finally put the nail on the coffin for them to make the finals, but it kept the Sharkies in. And Adrian Lawson, if you ever listen to this, the Sharkies are only making up numbers, champ. <laughs> yeah, I got to congratulate the Warriors. The season doesn't go ahead. Well done, Warriors. They've you know since they've had a loss of a coach, Steve Kearney, yep. a couple of their best players went home. Well, their best try scorers went home. No. And um, they've borrowed players from other clubs. Well done to those clubs that gave them players. Yeah. Uh, Parramatta was one. Who else? I'm not, not quite sure, but yeah. Um, but, but there's, there's promise there. Yeah, Nathan just, Brown would be rubbing his hands looking forward to it. <coughs> but just reading when that uh, Kearney got chopped and those two players went back, it had something to do with that. Dodgy player agent. Oh right. Yeah, there's this player agent. I could be wrong, but Moses. just I think I think that's him. Yeah, right. They, they didn't want anything to. Yeah, and that, refor- that's when they offloaded Blake Green. Yeah, said they, he wasn't needed. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll it's get, good for Sean Johnson. He gets a win over his old team. That's he would very have been good. happy with that. Yep. But we'll get the we'll get the D train have a little bit of a look and see if that was the fact yeah. during the week. And on our next show, we'll have a bit of a chat. But that's the wrap for um, the NRL and because um, there's a couple of weeks out with the AFL, we're not that close to the finals yet, but when we get closer to the finals, we'll start putting our predictors together. And um, Two rounds left, mate. Two rounds left, yeah. So Titans have Manly at Brookie this week. We'll beat them down there. <laughs> Go you good mm. things. So we'll just take a, a quick break. Thank you to... Bullseye Darts. Bullseye Darts and Q-Sport are Queensland's leading darts and Q-Sport store located at Shop 536 Computer Road in Yatla, between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. You can get friendly and knowledgeable advice from Luke and Denise. The store is open Tuesday to Saturday from 10 till 4. They also have an extensive online store that offers a comprehensive range of darts and Q-Sports gear and... There is free shipping on all orders over $30 Australia-wide. Their product range is vast and has all the leading brands as well as some of the brands you may not know yet but can try in store. Have any questions? Feel free to call Luke and Denise on 1300 557 767 or visit their online store at bullseyedarts.com.au. So once again, thanks to Luke and Denise. Um, if you play darts in uh, South East Queensland, I think everyone's been there, I reckon. What do you reckon? Best place at Yatla. Yeah. Denise gives great hugs. Yes, yeah, she does. We'll give her credit there. So um, we're going to talk about something that I am absolutely disgusted in. Uh, there's no other no other word. Is this the is this the one where it starts from? I think it was two for 146 Six. to all out four, two oh seven. <laughs> Chance to win the series too. Yeah, that's what they offer up. Yep. Now I'll start here by when the 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 palms made two thirty one. Now while I was flicking. They had them at eight for one. The Poms? Yeah, eight, yeah you, eight. you didn't see the ninth wicket partnership? No. Yeah, have a look at that. That's that's where we got hurt. Eight for 149. And then nine for 225. Mm-hmm. Now, with a, a bowling lineup of Stark, Hazelwood, Cummings, you think that gives them a little bit of a rattle, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I was up. I was up. At this time of morning, so I was paying quite attention to it, and that's actually watching a little bit, bit yeah. of the highlights occasionally when I could. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you right now, the difference in the match was the captain, Ewan Morgan, because okay. he brought back his two strike bowls when he needed to. Yeah. And they went bang, 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 and bang. knocked over, knocked over Finch. Yeah. Like, if you have a look at the like, if we have a look at the Australian bowling, right. Uh, 
Marcus Stonis, or Stonis, whichever way you want to go, and Mitch Marsh, they went for 69 runs off their 10 overs. Yeah. <laughs> 20 runs off two overs, mate. Seriously? There's something mentally wrong. You know, like I, I, I think when you you got to go on, you're in a game where you can just wrap the series up. Even though it's a T20, and I don't know a T21 day or in that. They got Joy Richardson, or is it Joy? Yeah, yeah. Or one of the Richardsons. Oh, um, Kane. Kane, Kane over there. Yeah, which Joy? one of the Richardson? He bowled pretty well in the T20s. Yeah. Why would you not go in with him instead of Mitch Marsh? But I've never been a big fan of Mitch Marsh. And for someone that continually gets a go, I call him. Now, I know I'm going to get a little bit uh, political. I, I marry him up here to Christine Keneally in the Labor Party. Wow, big call. He fails up. Mm. I don't know. I think he's got photos of somebody with a goat. Oh, yeah, there's something there. there there's something really, really well... I, I just don't get it. He keeps yeah. getting chance after chance, chance after chance. And then you get someone like um, Usman Khawajan. Yep. You know, like he he has to play – to me, he has to play a lot of cricket to, to stay in form. And if you keep on chopping and changing him, he's got to be in and out of a team. Yeah. Now, I would put Usman Khawajan that far ahead of Mitch Marsh and he'll win your game. Mitch Marsh won't. I'm going to chuck in a comment here that might get us a bit of flack. <laughs> I was listening to the commentary and Shane Warne was talking about how great the Australians were going. 30 seconds later, it went pear-shaped. <laughs> if he isn't the biggest Jonah ever and how to get rid of your side, and he was talking about how England were also a bowler down, yeah. so they were a bowler down. Damn, yeah. And they still rattle us. Yeah. So there's Davey, Davey Warner's in struggle. With uh, Archer, Archer's bunny did just doesn't. He yeah. doesn't know how to play him, and and to to all credit, Stewie Broad owned him when he went over there the last That's time. Fine. Maybe we just keep Davy at home. Stay home, Davy. Yeah. Now remember years ago, and this this might test you because you're a fair bit younger than me. When Dean Jones asked Joel Garner to remove his yes wristbands, wristbands. yep, didn't that heat up? If I was David Warner, I'd be walking up to the umpires. And saying, can Archer take off those chains? Because as they're coming in, they're distracting me. And just see what happens. Just to try to throw him off because he's got you beat, buddy. I'd be doing that. Yeah, no. You see what pace he comes at? Yeah, but that's all right. They've got helmets and they've got protectors. Labajan <laughs> yeah. um, got a good one. Yeah. And they reviewed the decision. It was actually given not out. Yeah. And they got him. It yeah. was fair. You know, Aaron Finch did his captain knock again. You, you can't fault him. Some he was his, the best batsman. Yeah, some of his fielding decisions and, and that are, are a little bit squared, but that's all right. But when you've got only um, one, two, three, four batsmen making double figures and three of them is a 36, a 48 and a 73 and Pat Cummins with 11. Yep. That was a good ball by Curran too, just mm. quietly dragging it back on. But, um, yeah, no, there's, there's something – Mentally wrong with um, the excuse is that they haven't played cricket for six months, Pete. But you know, I'm a professional. I I, I played third grade cricket, so I can't really say much. Yeah. But if you're a professional athlete, you're you're prepared to go when time is go. Yeah. Well, I th- my thoughts were that they were going to struggle in the T20s. Yep. Um, just and they did get, in those. Hurt. Yeah, just to get a little bit back uh, into a bit of form and match practice because you don't get it. Uh, they came out and absolutely trumped them in that first match. Maybe our blokes do need a crowd. You know, we don't want a crowd over overseas <laughs> for the darts, but yeah. we might want a crowd here. Yeah, and then they came out and they dished this up, and this is the problem with the Australian cricket team. Without Labuschagne, Finch, Smith, Smith uh, now he may be coming home. Oh, a little bit already. He's just seriously injured. Yeah. So, you know, you can't just keep on relying – and that's what they do. They, they yeah. rely on either – it's either Warner, Finch, yeah. Smith or Labergine. If that yeah. doesn't happen, you know, yeah, Maxwell steps up occasionally. Yeah. See, to me, Stonis is a brilliant T20 player. Yeah. Because he's got the freedom to hit. Yep. 
But when he's got to start to settle down and, and build an innings, build an innings, especially coming in at three, yeah. like it's a big, big ask to replace Smith. But yeah. he's not a three. He's not a three. He's a he's a he's five a five at best. Six, five six, seven. Best. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd put him in six. Yeah, comfortably. Yeah, let him come in. You know, either you need runs. So what do you do? Bring Maxwell up and say you build an innings because he's got to have learnt by now how to build an innings. Well, there's another one that's a bit like Mitch Marsh. Yeah, you know, like the guy's a freak. Like he's extremely talented. And please feel free if you disagree with us to yeah, send us just, it in. <laughs> Email <laughs> dtrain <laughs> at fromtheshed.com.au for that one. Yeah, fill the inbox. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, they they. There's players here in Australia that because they're not in that contracted group, they don't get looked at. And I don't care what anyone says. That's how it's run. And they've got to start looking a little bit deeper. On point. You're on point. Because when – if you go back to, you know, like when I was growing up and Sheffield Shield was huge. If you weren't performing in the Sheffield Shield, you didn't make an Australian squad. You learned to play cricket. Mm. Four-day cricket, yep. where it was – you pushed and pushed and pushed, pushed. to get a, a win. And yeah, and there's, there's um, oh, a couple of Victorian kids. Um, there's plenty oh, of yeah, them. yeah, the young bloke. What, yeah, he'd be – uh, Yeah. The, the ginger fella. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, so – Ginger was better. <laughs> why not give him – you know, like Mitch Marsh, how much has he got left in him? Not much, right? Why not give the young – there's about two or three of them. A development them. program. Develop them. Get them over there. Yeah. So, so Australia, and I tell you, we've I, done it. We've done it previously when we've had pl- county fellas playing in the county. Yeah, you know, come on in and have a bowl. I, I think that could be one of the Mike Whitney. Oh yes, yeah, big Mike. He he was shocking that I can remember sitting behind the nets watching him bowl at the MCG, warming up for a Boxing Day test. Wow. And I'm a I'm a left-hander, and I was standing as though I was. And I could not pick Jack from him. <laughs> could not pick Jack. But um, have we got a couple of Aussies standing over there playing county cricket anywhere? Uh, yeah, there's been a few boys over there. That might be the way to go. Yeah, knock on the door, Australian cricket. Tap so, him on the shoulder. Uh, well, just have a quick look at the. As I mentioned earlier, and I gave poor Cameron Percy a little bit of a stick. Just a, a stick. stick. Not much of it, but so there was four Aussie. So with the PGA, don't know if you follow the golf too much. Uh, yeah, not for a while. No, nah, but it's one of one of the things I love following. Um, used to play off fairly low handicap, so you sort of enjoy. Would you play off? Mine was twenty eight, <laughs> seven. I play golf really well, left, right, <laughs> and occasionally find the ball. Yeah, so um, there was. So this is like the start of the 2021 season now, okay? So they, they just keep rolling through. So what happens is that they play up to the Players' Championships, which Dustin Johnson won last. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that one. I saw it was all over yeah. that. He, he gets the prize money plus an additional $10 million bonus for US for um, winning the Players' Championship. Sneeze at that. Oh, jeez, yeah. So that his, his missus can go and buy another house. Um, so in the field to start it off, and what this does, it allows not the, the main guys, um, like the, a lot of people that you may not know, it gives them this early, early surge before the, the major players come back. Come back into it. And it gives them a shot to, to get some decent coins. So um, going into the final round, Cameron Percy was in the league. And he's two. He ended up two over, fourteen under for the tournament. And at one stage, he was five over. And you know, like that's probably, I think that's the highest he's been going into the final round on a PGA tour. And I just think, you know, shakes got to him. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw a couple of the, the shots that he played. And, uh, it's sort of level, the, the grip tightens and the yeah. shoulders tighten. and It's not only that, it's the sphincter too. <laughs> <laughs> the <old> sphincter. Yeah. <laughs> he starts puckering up a fair bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like when you're playing for the amount of money that these guys are, you know, like in the um, 
in the Players' Championship, a, a guy was putting and he missed the putt and the commentator said that putt just cost him half a million dollars. That hurts. That hurts. That Every hurts. single day of the week, that yeah, hurts. It, it just that, – that leverages. So in the field for the Aussies was Cameron Percy, been around for a very, very long time, great golfer um, from what everybody says, um, champion bloke. Then Cameron Davis, one of the younger fellas. Ryan Gibson, he's been around for a while and he's he's done well on the secondary tour, so on the Corn Ferry tour, but he's starting to get hit his straps a little bit more. And then um, Aaron Badley and John Sendon were in there, but they got cut. Um, Aaron's won on tour, so is John Sendon. Um, John's coming back from a, a, a break. And Aaron, um, just a nice kid. Grew up in Croydon down in Victoria, played at the Croydon Golf Club. Very nice. Got the had the fun nickname through the Australian Open when he went back to back in the Australian Opens as his nickname was Dresses. Badly. Because <laughs> he did. Dresses but badly. yeah, so that was um but it was won by the veteran Stuart Sink. And now Stuart Sink does play on the seniors tour and he's come out and he shot twenty one under. And this is the only thing I don't like about the PGA Tour is that the shooting galleries for them, you know, 21 under over four. Yeah. But um, hopefully um, in the, not too – sometime today I'll get to talk to uh, Mark Hayes, the media manager for Golf Australia, and we'll have a chat about the US Open that starts this weekend. But the other one I want to talk about, and there were some really, really great results and – um, I know you guys out there and our audience is mainly male, but we I also enjoy following the females uh, in in the sports that we do, like the AFLW, NRL, we've got the women, uh, the women in darts and also... Big Bash League. Big, Big Bash. Bash. So they're, they're everywhere. So um, they had their one of their majors, which is the a Inspiration, so it's sort of like a Masters for them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. So the winner's got 465000 compared to probably $3.5 that the Blake's get. But they're playing for good coin. Um, and uh, there's a couple of standouts here. Minji Lee, she just played a normal normal self and ended up uh, nine under and tied for seventh. Um, Not a bad round. No. Catherine Kirk. Uh, now, Catherine, if you're listening... Your photo's up on our page. It's my photo. Don't panic. I took it down here on the Gold Coast. Um, now, she is starting to play some really consistent golf in this part of the season. Um, so she was tied for seventh of, as well. But young Gabby Ruffles, uh, she was runner-up in the US Amateur, which is a huge event for oh. the amateurs. And she's come out into the main tour and she's been playing well. And she ended up tied for 15th at 7-under. So that's no mean feat for her. And one of my favourites in the women's, I think she blew up a little bit in the last few rounds. She had a 69 in the first round. Hannah Green, um, she's won on the LPGA tour over there. She won her first tour tournament last year. She ended up at 5-over. Um, and then I think Suo, she blew, it was cut. But it was a good sort of um, weekend for the girls. Yeah. Um, you know, like Minji Lee, she's been consistent, runner-up in the British Open. Um, Popov just smacked her on the final day. This this girl was ranked three. No out. crowds over there? No. No crowds, no, yeah. No. So it's got to be different for everybody for a while, isn't it? Like COVID's affected, they're out playing. Yeah, you know, like... It doesn't matter at what level of sport you are. If there's someone watching you and they give you a bit of a boost, you, you step up to the plate and you keep going. Sure do. And, um, you know, I'm not missing the get in the holes at the golf when I mean, the, the gooses screen that out. But it's more for the players having the, you know, the golf clap and the, yeah. the cheering and the. Well, coming home to that last hole. Yeah. Because. And I felt sorry for, like, as I said, I can't remember her first name, but I think her second name's Popov. She won the British Open. Now, she was ranked 308th in the world. Wow. And to win your first major tournament and not have a crowd there, yeah. it's it's great that you won, but I still think it's got to have that little bit of hollowness to it. 
He's a trophy. Oh, it's only the he's a trophy with a guy with a stick yeah. of a microphone that's two meters away. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's the bit on the golf, and the other one um, we'll have a quick little look at because I know D Train loves it. Is this weekend is the first of back to back rounds over at Talon Bend. Oh. So we've got the the Repco uh, the Bend Super Sprint. So that starts on Saturday, September 19. Um, the race for the Supercars Championships tightening right up. Yeah. And yeah. Townsville back-to-back weekend was interesting. A yeah. bit controversial. Yeah, but, you know, that's, that's life. Teams playing for teams and yeah. taking somebody wider. Yeah, and that that's fair game. Whether it... Whether it's ethically right, but yeah, so that starts in four days. Um, Gee, it's good to see some controversy in it. Yeah, so they're doing the same format: the one race on the on the Saturday, two on the Sunday. Um, but I think on the Sunday, and I could be correct. Just, just quickly, got to jump in. Toddy Hazelwood oh, up there the week yeah. before. South Australian boy. On on pole position, yeah. BJR racing. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. You know, you're fighting up big dollars on the teams, the Shell teams and the Penske's and the, and the yeah. Red Bull teams. Well done. Yeah, and to, to be honest, like Brad, Brad James is one of the gentlemen of the sport. Absolutely. And I'd hate to see how much money he's thrown at banged up cars. Oh. But to have Todd and um, – Percat. Percat. You yeah. know, one and two on, on yeah. the Sunday on the on the grid. That was great. Now, I've got a funny feeling that what they're going to do over at Talon Bend is use this normal track that they use on the Saturday. Yep. And they're changing the track because they can to a different track format on the Sunday. On the Sunday. Wow. So I'll, we'll um, have another show later on in the, in the week because we've got a couple of interviews and that happening and I'll clarify that and we'll make sure. But – at Talon Bend, watch out for Todd Hazelwood again. Yeah, good. And the mozzie, Chaz Mostert. I actually think you might see some more of um, Davey Reynolds and um, Anthony Pasquale this weekend. They, yeah. they had a terrible Townsville. But that's the second round in a row. They, to me at the moment, they're running like the Ferraris in the formal, Formula One. Ferraris. You know, like busted. they've got all the potential in the world but – there's something just not not clicking, you know. Yeah, like, okay, Anthony was going the deeper squirrel. He was going through the field, but you know, then he had that something let loose, and yeah, that was a bit, that was a big accident. That was a big accident. Hope he's well. Yep. But um, yeah. So that's been the weekend in sport. Um, hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, make sure you subscribe um, on all our platforms. Just go to from the shed AUS. And our website is fromtheshed.com.au. And just happy punting if you punt and do it sensibly. Um, And we'll be around fairly soon. And as I said, there's a couple of good interviews coming up um, and we're going to introduce more and more of those during the week um, once we start getting them flowing. No spoilers. No spoilers, but they're they're coming. Tune in. And then... um, the next show will hopefully have the big smack. The smack will be back and he'll be talking smack because that's what he does. And we'll be right into the World Series of Darts. We'll have a bit more of the cars. Uh, the AFL will be all done and dusted. And finals. Into the finals. and Go the togs. Yellow and black. Here's, here's one for you. Now, if, if you do enjoy a little bit of a, a flutter on, on sports – Go and put a few dollars on Travis Boke to win the Brownlow. Wow. There you go. I know that Lockie Neal is outright favourite. Mm. You, you got some inside tips here? No. He's one of those players, Travis – Lockie Neal can get under the radar of the umpires. Yeah. Right? Because – and we had a, a guy at Waverley and he w- we put him captain for a specific reason. But he was the one that the umpires always 
turn to. So we put him as captain because he'd all wait. As soon as the umpires walked in the room, hi, I'm Captain David Gowdy, shake the hands. What's, he, what's he at? And, but Travis broke, Boak is that type of guy where, you know, he hands the ball back to the umpire when he gets up off the, belt, off the bottom of a pack. And he just doesn't run off like Lockie Neal does. So to me, if he's having a half-decent game, the umpires are seeing him more than Lockie Neal. So hang on. We're, we're, just having a little little, we're, little look-see. We're just having AFL. a quick look. Future outrights. Oh, not in that one. I have to go back. We'll do it another way then. Here he goes. He's, he's trying to find it. AFL Brownlow behind yep. it. Eight dollars. Eight dollars. Eight dollars on one of the on one of them. We won't name them. Yeah, yeah. but eight dollars for considering Lockie is a dollar twenty five. Dollar twenty five, and and the only reason I'm saying that is because Port Adelaide are on top, right? Yeah. So it's going to come from one of the the top. Makes pa- sense. Patrick Cripps, maybe. A, a shot. Well, probably until this weekend, I would have said, yeah, yeah. possibly. But he's been consistent all year. And um, I just think have a few dollars on Travis Park and we'll, we'll see see how we go. Gamble sensibly. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for listening, folks. And once again, be safe out there because the world has gone crazy. <laughs>